Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Goldberg! He's ready! Oh, It's going to be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport. Look at that! Look at that! There we are, once again. God, it's like we're stuck in a vortex. Welcome! Still going? Still going? Any more? There's something I want to talk about. We'll start off with but Cold Holly Classic no, Nitro Review. www. Tom Campbell. www. Nitro Kid Sam Driver. Go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> early on in this episode, right? We're going to fucking get to this, so much shit happens this week. <laughs> early on in this episode, they show you that Ric Flair was attacked backstage two weeks ago. <laughs> that feels like a fucking lifetime ago. Time does not count on Nitro. No, but like that. That I was like, oh yeah, that was like a month ago. It's like two weeks ago. And I'm like. <laughs> There's been two episodes since. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, that's it. Well, bear in mind that we had our Christmas <clears throat> break. Yeah, but So that still, does add a bit on. It still feels like it, it was a lot longer story-wise than, than that. When it comes to Monday Nitro, as I have discovered, Sam, time is a construct of human perception. Mm. And, and sometimes it can go dead quick. And sometimes a minute can last a day. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a broad spectrum. Uh, I'm in a, 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 a seemingly endless struggle with an every driver this a, week. A what? A driver for the delivery company Every. Oh, right. Formerly Hermes. Why? Because we're getting a laundry basket delivered, right. and it was put, it was, it was, the delivery date was changed by a week. Mm. Uh, due to, I think, issues getting it into the into the country, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, Is it made of black tar heroin? It what? might be made of black tar heroin. No. <laughs> issues not, getting it into the country. Not, not this one, at least. <laughs> as far as I know, I mean, that might be a surprise when it finally arrives. So we ordered it, and they said unable to deliver it because they were meant to deliver it on a Wednesday, and they went, surprise, we're dropping it off on a Monday and no one's here. Yeah, they've done that to me twice buggers i i think the only recourse is to basically just wait lie and wait with a fucking massive golf club <laughs> yeah. and when he finally drops it off just whack him around the back of the knees six well, seven times we're yet to we're yet to meet up because then the following they said oh, we'll try again tomorrow I tell said, him okay. you'll deliver him to the hospital and then just go inside <laughs> no it, the take worst... his handbrake off and let it roll down the back of the hill as well <laughs> Help yourself to the PS5s in the back and all. <laughs> just, just go wild. They're just falling out <laughs> as they go. But it's just, and the one laundry basket for me. Uh, and then it, the next day I come back and there's a little little blue note that says mm. we try to deliver, but essentially your safe place isn't safe enough. So, doesn't 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 adhere to our standards of safety. I'm like, but I told you. You to have leave. zero fucking standards. That's why you had to rebrand. And do you know what's more annoying is that I went online 
to, to, to reset the delivery again. And you can see the timeline. You can see the timeline of like yeah. shipped, delivered, attempted delivery, right? The delivery driver took a photo of the item in the place I'd asked them to leave it. And then took it back. And then took it away yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> leave it there. My favorite game that they like to play is, oh, I can't be fucked. I'm going to pull up outside the house and just say that you weren't there because I guess I'm being GPS tracked. So I'm going to just park up for a second and then drive off. <laughs> and it's like, right, okay. Um, if I catch you again, going to knife all your tires. And let's see how many deliveries you make for the rest of today. I might get you on this guy. I feel like I get the thing delivered. Just find out his home address, Tom. Stalk him. <laughs> Ring him with a voice modulator on. His name is Keith. No, no, don't. <laughs> Let's not. Dox him. <laughs> Go on. Dox Give Keith. me his phone number. Every... We'll ring him up at three in the morning. We'll shit him up. We'll be like, <laughs> we know you got the basket. Where's my laundry basket, Keith? I'm watching you, Keith. Fucking living. Fucking watching you, Just want a laundry basket. You want to be careful, Keith. Because it's it's brought my future marriage into question. Yeah. Right? Because Alex said to me the night, are you sure you ordered it? I said, yes, I did. Now I it's a matter of principle. Did. You've definitely got to go old school Italian vendetta on him. You've got to just, you know, make sure he sleeps with the fishes. And just done. The time's just there. He needs to suffer for his discretions. Just, like, I think I might have to. <laughs> Just the fact that it, it nearly led to a wedding being cancelled. <laughs> Just a laundry <laughs> basket. They do this thing now on Amazon. Yeah. When, I don't know whether you bought anything from there recently, where if it's a, if it's a, a, an, a, a something for a household, mm. there's like a 3D viewer <laughs> where, you yeah. can, where you can see what it would look like in yeah. your house. <laughs> yeah, they've been doing that for like glasses <laughs> and loads of stuff for a while now. Ikea's got one, I think, as well. But I think the one I had was a bit broken because it's like, view your laundry basket. And we were like, okay, so we were in bed. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, view your laundry basket when we ordered it. And uh, and so you shoot in the corner where yeah. you need it to be. And we couldn't see it until I scanned up. And this 30-foot laundry <laughs> basket was over the top of us. This is it. Like, it's, it's just... I... No, it's too big! Do you know what really fucked me off this week? <laughs> Go on. What really you know fucked what me off this week? It's, 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 it's tech related, right? right. I, so I listen to a lot, and I, I tweeted about this anyway. I listen to uh, a lot of podcasts, but like Spotify exclusive podcasts for some reason uh, are full of adverts. Like, not like I get ad reads, right? I understand that. If we're reading and promoting another podcast done by the same network, fine. You heard one a minute ago. You, you heard us talking about it. But it's when Spotify use their own Spotify Studios output to just sell me BBC programs. And, and like hard ad breaks. And I'm like, why am I paying for exclusivity? Like I'm paying for no ads. Why am I getting adverts? Do you get like video ones? I get like just interrupt middle of a sentence. Boom. Here's a new thing from BBC TV. And I'm like, Ooh. I don't fucking want to listen. Just want to listen to what I'm talking about. I want to listen and talk about Eisenhower knowing about aliens and shit. <laughs> I don't want to fucking know about some show on BBC. But it wasn't that. It was an advert that was shown to me on that and it was for Expedia or Xperia or whichever fucking one is the is travel at all? the travel holiday one uh no 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 this is it's like you get I, one I've on Spotify for at all yeah where it's like make sure your holidays protected <laughs> actually do that because it, oh, yeah. it's, it's really fucking bad if you don't uh but this advert was for like one of these travel companies and it was essentially like you don't even need to think anymore and I was like, right, we're there now. We're already there. So like, they're like, I'll oh, just come to the website and uh, talk to our chat GPT robot window uh, and we'll tell you what holiday you want. Oh, and we'll tell no. you what holiday you can afford. And we'll tell you what your trip's going to be. And it's just like, well, that's where we are now. Oh, no. We're listening to them. <laughs> 
don't, don't like it. Don't plot like a it. land, 12 acres at best, couple of shotguns, electrified <laughs> fence, high-speed internet connection, and a watchtower. <laughs> That's what I need. Maybe a moat. <laughs> I like the... What was that? A moat I, on the other side of the electric fence, and then, oh, God, no, it's electrified the moat. Shit, I didn't mean for it to do that. I could seriously see us doing the final episode of the Nitro Review from your electrified gated community. Yeah. Oh, there'll be no community. I'm not fucking trusting <laughs> people. <laughs> like, you want to live near me, fine, but you've got to live at least like 30 miles away. Like, I, I, if I'm going off grid, I'm going off grid. I do, I'm wondering, right. <laughs> um, we'll get to Nitro in a minute, I yeah. promise. I wonder if it's me, right? Because uh-huh. you have a future planned where you want to live in a... You, you want to live in a gated that. house? I don't, I don't want that. You, but you it, keen it's, on it. it's no. It, that's like a. That's like a. Uh, as 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 preppers would call it, a, a shit hits the fan situation. Oh right, uh, okay. Where will you be when SHTF Tom? Uh, <laughs> no, like essentially, I I joke about it, but uh, I I would happily live in a very remote area if I had to. <laughs> I always thought like if I end up like a bitter old lonely man with nobody, I'll, I'll just live in a lighthouse or something. <laughs> 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 I say, I, I say, is it me? Because we spoke some about a similar thing with Jack Atkins, and he yeah. said that if he won the lottery, <clears throat> he'd just go feral, go live in the woods, and never speak to people again. And and I'm mm. wondering whether I'm the divine constant here. Do I just put people off other people? I don't know. If, if I could, <laughs> if I could, I don't think it'd be a community. But if I could afford a couple of people with some big guns to just walk around the outside of my fence, that'd be quite nice. You can always chat with them about the weather. Yeah. Or wait to. for the postman to arrive. Get one of them American-style post boxes where they got to put the little flag up and down. <laughs> and whenever he puts the flag up, I just shoot it down. <laughs> just after he's taken his hand out, just to, to let him know, <laughs> don't fuck with me and don't deliver my shit anywhere else. You know where it needs to be. Well, just get it through every, it'll never fucking turn up. No, the every men, <laughs> the every men will be, um, they'll, they'll disappear mysteriously. But I have a nice collection of every vans on the property. It'll be good. <laughs> And just and every it's a barn full of them. You know, like American pickers, where they, you you find a van full of like Chevys, and they're like, <laughs> these are all like rotting away and covered in blood. And there's like a whole high heel in that one. <laughs> Is that a human skeleton? Um, and it's like, oh, you know, I just found these and I just started collecting them. You murdered all those people. There's another widow knocking at the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Open the little. That's the goal. Is to have the little the little like door slit where it's like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> We're doing a podcast on the every murders. Fuck off. Uh, 1996. I did them. What? <laughs> Say that again. They should you? have delivered my fucking shit on time. Now get off my lap. I'm a simple beast. Just and deliver then, my shit. And then you, you flip a switch and then above the door, like, I don't know, like an anvil falls or a piano or like, I don't like spiders. It's Wiley Coyote now. Yeah. <laughs> Come in it around. can't all be like just pointing guns at people. No, you can't. Gotta... Stay off your land. Get creative. Yeah, every now and then you've got to shoot one of them in the knee to really send a message. <laughs> hey, look, let's go back to 1996, where the art of delivering something will be seven to ten days, and it might turn up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. times. How ch- things change, and yet they stay the same. Uh, let's go back to October 21st, 1996, for this week's episode of Nitro. Uh, in the boring real world, number mm-hmm. one UK movie is still The Nutty Professor. Eddie Murphy and all his family. It's it's it's, it's a film. It's of a time. Uh, the number one US movie is Sleepers. Yay. A prank that goes disastrously, disastrously wrong. It sees a group of boys sent to a detention center where they are brutalized. 
13 years later, an unexpected yet random encounter with a former guard gives them a chance for revenge. Starring uh, Kevin Bacon, Jason Patrick, Brad Pitt, Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Mini Driver, this, and a cast of others. This has been the plot of about 58 million sitcom episodes, hasn't it? <laughs> All getting together for revenge. Yeah. With hilarious results. You were the high school bully. You were the prison guard. You were the old boss. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. Get the revenge. That's it. But this is a, a, a heavyweight cast for that, in, mm. even in this time. Uh, Macarena, number one in America. Yeah. Of course. And number one in the UK so, UK charts is Boyzone with words. Uh, I was wondering when they were going to fucking show up. <laughs> like an every driver. <laughs> they're at my door now and I'm about to kill them. Better uh, than Westlife, though. Yeah? yeah. You prefer Boyzone to Westlife? Boyzone. They've they got a better logo and everything. They, they're, they're, they're like a circular logo that looked like it could turn into a bit of a cult or gang or government movement. Whereas Westlife was more just like, it's for your mom, or it's a wedding band. It just said it in like chrome font. Whereas theirs, they at least had something that looked like it could be militaristic. Do you know that one member of Boyzone and one member of Westlife tour together now? Really? Called Boys Life. Not surprising. Yeah. Nice. They, they played the Hilton in Gateshead. Right. Recently. <laughs> <laughs> it's going well. <laughs> Uh, words is a cover of the BG song of the same name from 1967. What? No. Uh, Music Week gave it three out of five. Just when everyone had readied themselves for Boyzone's ascent to megastardom, they go and release their worst single to date. It'll still be a massive hit, but this cover of the BG's 1968 hit is terribly he uninspired. Finish, he just finishes the review with, "This doesn't make me want to go anywhere near their Boyzone." <laughs> Because ultimately the name is the name is pretty fucking great, isn't it? It is pretty yeah. horrible. Would you like to come and see my boy zone? <laughs> That's a it's an Tom, offer. do you want to look at my boy zone? I mean, we can do it after. We can look yeah, at yeah. <laughs> Rather see your Green Hill look. Zone. <laughs> oh, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> joke. He's done it. Uh the I've day of down, mate. I don't <laughs> makes it, look, it makes it look bigger, doesn't it? <laughs> You know it's true! <laughs> Got to get the green paint out. And everything. <laughs> you know it takes time to prepare that one. <laughs> Got those Warhammer paint sets. <laughs> of course. Little Lego Sonic to run across. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good day in the neighborhood. Um, the day before this air episode of Night Show aired, Fox broadcast the, its first ever World Series. And I can tell you that America won. Well done, America. You've won every World Series. I do think there should be Japanese teams at least involved in the World Series, considering we... that Japan is also a massive baseball nation. You should there be other teams outside of America? Would well, be, uh, yeah. you know, you know right. what they're like. You know what they're like. It was the Yankees that won by the Nothing way. Nothing exists outside their own confines. Yeah, America. And anything that does exist outside their own confines isn't very good, even though they only consume and 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 own things built by everywhere else but American hands. Uh, mm. But, you know, just... just <laughs> Sam Driver. Canada's better than you lot. Oh, Sam Driver dropping you. And like Mexico. <laughs> Mexico puts you to fucking shame. <laughs> California's the best. If you're a Southerner, that would piss you off. Texas is the best. If you're a Californian, that would probably piss you off. <laughs> yeah. Just hedging my bets. New York yeah. rules. New York's fucking shit. <laughs> But I think if you live in New York, they'd agree with both. 
<laughs> Sam Driver, drop in America like the U in colour. Uh, well done to the Yankees. 23rd title against the Braves. Well done. Uh, I was on telly. Uh, meanwhile, wrestling. Um, it's expected that the AAA wrestlers working for WCW, according to the Wrestling Observer this week, are going to be giving their notice this coming week to leave AAA for promo Azteca promotions after the split between Antonio Pena and Conan. That was my shoe, by the way. That was your shoe. I thought it was like electrical. Like a little mouse. Like, my shoe made the following noise. And it was either electrical or maybe a little mouse. Promo Azteca promotions. It, it's WCW is getting a lot here out of the mm. AAA talents, so it's not surprising that there's going to be some sort of eventual like, well, what the fuck, guys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I think that you know ultimately it's not going to be a main thing. It's, it's going to kind of it's going to be a bigger deal in America. <laughs> uh, so they're going to stay, but. It, it's this is just what you've got to expect out of any sort of business relationship, right? It's always a two-way street. Everybody's always vying for, you know, getting the better end of the deal. Mm. Uh, and if they feel like they're being screwed, they're going to try and pull. So, basically. Uh, besides Conan, according to the Observer, expected to leave AAA, <laughs> Super Calo, or A Mysterio Jr. How are we going to get by without Mr. Hat and Glasses? <laughs> <laughs> he was designed by a rapper, you know. <laughs> I'm Hat and Glasses. You can tell it's me by my Hat and Glasses. <laughs> Rey Mysterio Jr., Lady Victoria, Piero Jr., Los Destructors, uh, La Sirenita, Sirenita, Super Crazy, Psychosis, Juventud Guerrera, Halloween, Damien, Natasha, Moscow de la Merced, and several others. And Ron Reese. And, uh, and, and Ron Reese. <laughs> and Keith, Keith the Every Driver, randomly. Um, there have been numerous problems within Con- with, between Conan and Pena, mm. from the style of promotion that Conan's running Tijuana to problems with the wrestlers that haven't been booked in WCW. They see WCW as a territory, similar to how EMLL does LA, in that all the guys get a go uh, at a different time. But yeah. WCW are like, no, we don't want just everyone to have a go. We just want your best ones. I forgot this was still the EMLL days. Yeah, yeah, boy. There was also a problem with the guys working <laughs> so much in WCW that they weren't available to do AAA shows. So like your main company, you know, if you work for AAA, you're going, oh, we need you for this AAA show. They go, sorry, I've got a WCW booking. Well, yeah. You work for us. You work for us, but yeah, they're paying me more money and Eric Bischoff's got a cool motorbike that he lets me sit on sometimes. I'm not allowed to drive it, but he lets me sit on it. There is that. There is that. Money is a big issue as well. Uh, Until you sign Mr. JL, we are not coming back. (laughs) (coughs) He's a true luchador. (laughs) It came to a head when Payne took the Tijuana promotion away from Conan and they tried to patch Rey Mysterio up with AAA and came up with an angle for Mysterio to debut, saving his nephew uh, on the October the 18th show. That never happened because of bad blood between Damien and Mysterio, stemming from Mysterio going to the local newspapers and giving away the results of his Psychosis versus Ultraman mask versus mask match. Uh, so, Ray, Yeah. You dog. Naughty boy. Conan met with TV Azteca during this week. He proposed a deal to bring his entire crew of promo Azteca promotions to their TV network. His demands, which TV Azteca accepted, were that there be no commission to the promo Azteca company for deals already done with the wrestlers coming in regarding either Japan or WCW. WCW have his first priority on dates with all the wrestlers that they are currently using, and the wrestlers would be free to accept bookings anywhere in the world except on shows promoted by Televisia. So this is a bit of a, a turf war uh, in the Mexican wrestling scene hmm. uh, uh, with WCW play somewhere in the middle to take a full advantage of all the talent coming through. Legit just taking advantage. Essentially yeah, just taking all like advantage. Just... 
<laughs> WCW is a virtual lock to break all its all-time gate record this coming Sunday mm. for Halloween. Sorry, Slim Jim Halloween. Slim Jim Havoc. presents Halloween Havoc. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, show's advance was five thousand seven hundred fifty-five tickets because of the high ticket prices. The gate was one hundred seventy-one thousand nine hundred twenty dollars. So it's the the biggest show to this point was the uh, EO De Paolo Memorial House show in Buffalo, New York, which got mm. 193,000. Nice. So with about 5 days to go, they're definitely going to smash the 200k mark. So Man. great business for Hogan and Savage. Now I've never sit and watched Slim Jim presents Halloween Havoc 1996. I think I have. So next time together, well, well yeah. you can help me because next time we can watch. we're together, we're going to watch it. Yeah. We're going to watch it and you're going to watch it with us. It's fucking right. We're going to do it. You're going to watch it, <laughs> whether <laughs> you want to or not. This week, Hogan filed a lawsuit. So, sorry, so this week we have an update on the Hogan lawsuit. So okay. back in January, Hogan filed uh, a lawsuit for extortion against Kathleen Kennedy. She's a former employee of Pastamania. Isn't she the, um, the woman running Disney? Uh, she might be now. Or Marvel? I don't know. I don't know. At this point, she was just working at <laughs> Pastamania, which is arguably the same a one. far bigger brand. Um, uh, and at the Mall of the, so, so she worked at Pastamania at the Mall of America. Her lawyer, Peter Johnson, saying they threatened to go to police about a sexual transgression. Now, Kennedy claimed in September of 1995, at the Bloomington Marriott Hotel, she was assaulted by Terry Belaya. <clears throat> And uh, it's pretty grim. Kennedy's affidavit also states that since the day of the letter, I've been advised by others of sexual misconduct by Mr. Belaya, including specifically allegations uh, of sexual assault on another woman. Now, Belaya's affidavit says he didn't do that and complained about getting the threatening letter on Christmas Eve, saying that the private investigator who gave him the letter apologized for serving him during the holiday season, said that he'd been express- expressly instructed to do so. A bit like Punk getting his... P45 on his wedding day. Yeah, Punk deserved it. <laughs> so did Hogan. No, I, I. it's one of those things where I guess, you know, like you, you need to, I think in some cases like this where it, it's it's like, you know, I got served on Christmas Eve. Mm. It might be that it's just the first available time it can be done, but it needs to be served immediately as mm. soon as possible. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was done in order to rile him up a bit on Christmas Eve. Maybe it was just first availability. Either way, I hope it's taken seriously and that it's properly looked into. Well, it looks like it's being thrown out. <laughs> well. Well, there we go. On to Nitro. <laughs> Off to Nitro we go. Well, I'm going to start with uh, Larry telling uh, Randy through the camera. Randy's supposed to be here tonight, but... Uh, He's not here yet, but it is early going. He is a big star. He's probably not going to be here to watch all the, the shit asses opening up the card. <laughs> uh, he basically says, don't trust Liz, Randy. She's a conniving bitch, and she just wants your credit cards. And I said, here, Larry said so himself. So now it's time to wrestle. <laughs> yep. That's about it. Larry was Larry has been very consistent, <laughs> and he wants nothing to do with Liz he's getting back of, with Hogan. He's full of ex-wife jokes tonight. It's all like, uh, you know, that's not Joy. Joy's watching your ex-wife drive off a cliff. Just randomly just peppering that in whenever he can. <laughs> the man. Who hurt you, Larry? I'm presuming your ex-wife. <laughs> uh, tonight, the wrestling takes place in Mankato, Minnesota, the birthplace of Happy Chef. There's Happy Chef right there. The I f- thought Little Chef for a second there. And it's I was like, like well, you li- what? Well, it's a bit <laughs> like Little Chef. It's nothing like Little Chef. It is because... It's not red. 
<laughs> it's not got a little logo, and it's not giving you far too many peas for one. Whenever you order anything with peas on it, they just give you a whole bag of peas. Uh, and two, it's not outrageously charged in an LA buy on the M1. <laughs> you can get breakfast anytime. Though. <laughs> Uh, the first Happy Chef opened in 1963 in Mankato. Uh, the chain eventually grew to 65 restaurants across the Midwest, Very employing nice. 3,000 people. However, as consumers increasingly patronized or patronized competitors and tastes changed to favor restaurants that offered alcohol and televisions, Happy Chef's owner leased or sold off all the restaurants but one. And the only one that remains is the original one in Mankato, which still operates to this very day in 2024. If you live near it, get down there, buy us a burger each yeah. put them in an envelope send them over yes if you do oh please do take a photo of yourself in there yeah and then just buy us two burgers cheapest envelope you can don't worry about anything just just <laughs> dripping through on. with oil slap them in there send them over i can't wait to if get... they wrap them like wendy's we might be grand you know <laughs> they seal theirs up in foil you're grand i'm buzzing to get some food poison in the post oh yeah That's exciting It'd be class i'll eat it just send us assorted food unwrapped <laughs> 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 all right, Tom and Sam is half a cheese and egg, sa cheese and ham sandwich I've that licked I had. All of it, but I'll not tell you what part of all of it I've licked. <laughs> Opening match uh, on the wrestling is Bobby Eaton taking on Chris Jericho. Bobby is... Eaton? I think you mean Earl Robert Eaton. I think you're wrong because he's been booted from the Blue Bloods. Probably because he's a dirty, filthy yank. <laughs> Yeah, what are you about trying to be English? Yeah, get out of oh, it! Get out of it! Have some tea in the no, room. it's that we're not English. I'm one fifteenth Irish Scottish, uh, and then they'll talk to you about it for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get to go to Mania one day, <laughs> and I want to be near you when, <laughs> when uh, all these uh, all these seeds are, uh, are reaped. <laughs> When, from what you sowed. sowed. <laughs> oh, all this stuff I sowed, now I've got to reap it. Rubbish. Well, it, it, it's bullshit. No, I'm just saying that, like, uh, for some reason, Americans will be like, I'm 115th, like, uh, German, and I'm 115th Irish, I'm 164th uh, from this exact clan in Scotland. And then if you kind of say, well, is there any English in there? Like, Don't be silly. <laughs> For those people uh, that we... say like they're 5% German and 6% Irish, they're 0% interesting. And that's why they say it. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's just Sorry. like, it's when they pop up in Reddit, on Reddit, in subreddits <laughs> going like, which clan am I from? And it's like, it's just not how it works. This isn't how it works. This isn't the thing. This isn't a thing. You were born in America. Your dad was born in America. Your man was born in America. And you go back five generations and you just America all the way down. You don't just get to magically choose a Scottish client to be part of and be like, that's my personality. <laughs> just like I don't get to do that with an American football team. <laughs> I think you should, though. Well, I like the Green Bay Packers, but I'm not going to just turn up in all green and gold all day going, oh my God, guys, I'm such a cheese hit. Did you see what the Packers did? <laughs> They've touched a try after down. Every, after everything you say, it's like, oh, it's just like that with Brett Favre. Oh, uh, boo. Yeah. We did that. Because um, <laughs> I've just, there's a Mitchell, sorry, there's a Mitchell and Webb sketch where it's the guy coming in from the from the weekend. He goes, oh, we beat you on the weekend. I said, who's we? I said, oh, my football team. I said, why are you in? The, are you in it? And then he goes, do you remember in Indiana Jones where we stole the Ark of the Covenant? <laughs> yeah. I really like that film. So I decided I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
brilliant. Oh. We're going to beat you on Saturday. No, the football team you like is going to beat the football team I like on Saturday. <laughs> Told. And they're all overpaid and they're all a bunch of bastards. <laughs> if you're still here, thank you. <laughs> I think we've upset everybody. Americans, <laughs> every drivers. Uh, y- People who are 115th German. 115th German. Uh, Y2K apologists. Uh, employees of Happy Chef. I Why think 2K we'll... apologists? Ah, because you do talk about end of the world and oh, when yeah, shit hits the fan yeah. and all that. Well, I think if if if, if the Millennium Bug Bug Bob, the Millennium Bug was to <laughs> make millennium, a comeback, that Wolverine. Could you imagine? <laughs> it just rocks up in 2024. It's like I'm back. Except now it's like Showdown from fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, well, great it's a film face. idea. The Millennium Bug. It's that terrible bug thing that they used to use on the news <laughs> that looks like a computer chip. The Millennium Bug. It's back in 2024, starring Chris Pratt as the Amer- as, as the Millennium Bug. It's on a satellite station <laughs> with nuclear launch codes. There'd be so much more high stakes. It would actually. I yeah. see. You've got it as like a disaster movie. I've got it as a comedy. Oh, I think you can. Millennium uh, you can, Bug just come by life. You got it. Roland Emmerich's got to direct 2024 if it, if it is going to happen this year. <laughs> this year, you'll do it this year. Well, 2027 is is when a lot of people are weirdly theorizing things are going to go weird, mm. with no basis, no grounding. A lot of people are just like just wait for 2027, and it's like, why? What well, for? Because like, <laughs> it's, it's far away, but not unrealistically far away I guess yeah. it's, it's like how like it, when I was in, in 1998 everyone was saying in school like oh the world's going to shut down in 2000 uh, but we're going to have flying cars yeah <laughs> but we'll also have flying cars in the in the hours before the world shuts down <laughs> <laughs> well they don't need to run off computers so <laughs> exactly I saw a TikTok and it showed what would happen in the weeks and the months af- if the internet was just to stop Oh, it would fucking go ape shit for about three straight weeks. There'd yeah. be murders. Yeah, there'd, there'd be, be yeah. There'd be death they and predicted rioting. riots like immediately. Yeah, like the, there are people with personal internet networks and infranet networks and, and all sorts of stuff. But uh, which is another thing that I'm really uh, interested in is like so many of these communities that I kind of follow. They're like convinced something's going to happen and they're going to have to go off grid. And it's always like fascinating looking at these people's plans because um, I'm not really I'm not like a doomsday guy. Like as much as I joke about it. But like preppers, I'd say like, yeah, everybody kind of laughs at preppers and they're a bit weird, but ultimately they're just prepared, right? So it's not like it's a bad thing, Mm. but they've got like these weird personal internet networks or personal networks that aren't quite internet, but they can store everything and use it to contact other people. So I think there'd be a few people like that still kind of able to contact outside and do Mm. all this other stuff. But yeah, no, the, the entire world would burn. We're all addicted to it. We're all completely addicted to it. It's 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 a part of your daily life. I quite like the idea. I, preppers, I get because yeah. I've recently started doing Hello Fresh. Yeah. So I think that's as close as I'll come to being an end of the world prepper. You're not going to get a whole like pickle basement <laughs> on the go. I'm I've got seventeen thousand gherkins. I'm good for a week because of this good, box. These are good till the end of the month, and then you've got like you've got about four hundred gherkins you've got to eat before the end of the month before they go bad. So you're just sitting on all the podcasts like. Oh, too salty and, uh. whilst that's I'm also thinking about like end of the world but I've just got one Hello Fresh box where I'm like <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do long term but I'm going to make us a banging spaghetti parmesan on Thursday <laughs> I just think it's it's coming it's, there's going to be a point where the internet goes down worldwide for like a week I, it's it's like a weird theory, but I I reckon it's gonna happen. Weirdly into the idea, <laughs> I think. But I think it's gonna it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be like toddler having a full blown meltdown in the shop. Yeah, and people will look back on it going, "Oh God!" Like how we look back on people hoarding toilet paper now, and it's cringe yeah. as fuck. 
Yeah, there'll be like people legitimately burning down like Parliament because, well, I can't get on my Facebook. <laughs> You're controlling me. You're all turned against me. I got plans. Me and, personally. And that's, it, that's Yeah. And then you end up with just this mass of people that just all hate each other. <laughs> uh, and then it sort of turns into a bit of a zombie apocalypse, except they're all alive and they're just killing each other instead. There you go. Mm. And no more Twitter. Yeah, but if it takes out the extreme sides of each political side... Oh, it neutralizes them completely. Then it kind of it just resets the playing field. Politics can be boring again. It'd be great. We can get out more. And can imagine to... tuning it to PMQs and it's like, well, um, parking spaces do need to slightly increase. Um, cars are getting slightly larger. Instead <laughs> of it being like, Wah! every fucking five seconds. It's and not angry. answering any questions. It is very angry. Yeah. Um, I tell you what isn't angry. Bobby Eaton and Chris Jericho. They have no. a lovely. They have a lovely match. They do. Uh, with six and the fake Sting watching in the crowd behind an NWO banner in yes. front of an NWO banner. Six has himself a lovely camcorder. He does. They reference this later. Mm. Uh, Jericho starts strong. Crowd distracted by the NWO presence. I thought they were chanting Jericho. They were chanting NWO. <laughs> Why would they be chatting Jericho? I don't know. I Come on, Tom. Get him. with the time. Uh, sign in the crowd that says, New World Order smells. So that's them told. This one that says, New World Order beat me up. <laughs> There's also Weirdos. a guy that gets up for a piss. Uh, <laughs> and he does Scott Hall's mannerisms. <laughs> I saw him! And I was like, oh, buddy. Survey time. Oh, man. Is, the, is there going to be a queue in the it toilet? It was like proper, like, just giving it, giving it Scott Hall. It was great. He really, oh, he really needed a piss. Uh, Bobby guillotines Jericho to take control. Uh, both fight to the outside with Jericho driving Eaton into the turnbuckle shoulder first. Back in the ring, Eaton lands a very much a desperation neck breaker. Hits a lovely diving knee off the top for a two. But Jericho claws it back, pins Bobby with a missile drop kick. Mm. One, two, three. Jericho wins in the crowd. Does that, is that Sean Waltman six telling Jericho to suck it? He does a crotch chop in the crowd. I didn't notice that. Does a little crotch yeah. chop. Yeah. I was too busy wondering when, when we were going to get to like the Dark Side episode where it turns out that's the fateful camcorder that <laughs> kind of derailed his life a bit oh. down the line a few years from now. Set but also, tapes. you missed you missed, uh, you missed the funniest part of this match. Oh, did I? So oh. as Bobby Eaton's making his entrance to his chipper baby face, <laughs> Meanie, boo, boo, <laughs> Bobby <music>. Eaton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are the Bobby Eaton. <laughs> Beedy, beep, boop, boo. Um, he's running out of the ring. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, you talk about WCW leading a, need, uh, needing a leader. I genuinely thought it was going to end with, well, here he is. It's Bobby Eaton. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck off. Why, no why not Bobby Eaton? Because <laughs> he spent the last year and a half or two years wearing a fake powder wig and getting beaten every week. Jinder Mahal spent a year getting beat. He became WWE champion. He did. Anything he is did. possible. That's true. <laughs> Where's Bobby from? Do we need to increase the market share there? <laughs> from, he's from England, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's what blue bloods That's have been telling right. They're turning baby face. And they're going to say he's from like York or something now. Uh, Tony interviews Chris Jericho. He's buzzing to get back to the hotel. I assume he's got uh, room service booked or something. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a Corby trouser press, which he can use. I'm always excited to use them. <laughs> he tells Six that in six days, he'll face him in Las Vegas at Halloween Havoc. So this is a match that's been on the card for Halloween Havoc, but the commentators made no mention of it. Oh, don't, don't worry. This is going to be a thing that, that features yeah. throughout the night. This is random bollocks. Because Six is watching the match. At no point did Tony Schiavone go, oh, of course, well, Six fighting Jericho. 
No, none of that. There we, seems to be a, a, a disconnect between the first hour and second hour, and it's because the second hour 100% thinks they're cool in the first hour. Hell, without a doubt. So they're like, we're not going to tell them shit. Um, <laughs> Figure it out, Eric's lads. like, watch this, watch this, watch this. <laughs> we get a lovely Put vi- them together in a match, and they don't even realize they're about to face each other and baby. <laughs> See how they do. We get a lovely video package showcasing Rey Mysterio Jr. ahead of his match with Dino Machino at Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. I like these video packages for Rey, right? Yeah, they make him look like a like a cool boy. Like yeah, a it's just it's, it's just it's just move compilations and a sexy, amazing music track. It's all it needs to be. Yeah, uh, Dean Malenko himself is in action next. Deanie Weenie, actually. Deanie Weenie is facing Jimmy Graffiti. Sam Driver, did you recognize Jimmy Graffiti? Jimmy Graffiti is Jimmy Del Rey. It's Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey <laughs> of the Heavenly Bodies. Yeah. Um, so you know what he... the fuck is this? He's in the Heavenly Bodies, formerly uh, a tag team with him and um, Tom Pritchard. You know he's a capable wrestler, mm-hmm. just off that alone. Like, teaming with Tom Pritchard, you can't be a slouch. Like, Tom Pritchard is a, a, a trainer, like, famously went on to become a, a sort of trainer to quite a lot of people. Um, but Heavenly Bodies, a fantastic tag team for a while there. Even had a little ECW run. But now you bring him back to WCW solo and you make him Jimmy Graffiti, the worst gimmick <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Why does it? It's like Jimmy Graffiti and then a WCW logo stamped on it, not even like stenciled on it. It'd be like, if, you, if it had a bit of a, a paint blotch around it, it would have looked a bit more cool. But no, it looks like somebody's opened up McZ's word art. <laughs> And made fucking Jimmy graffiti and like loads of little paint splatters instead of splotches and sprays. And then on the back, for some fucking reason, in his bottom right of his back, it just says extra large, XL, (laughs) unless it means 40. Like, did he used to play a sport with the number 40? I do What is this gimmick? He's in like tie-dye fucking gap year pants or shorts. (laughs) Like, you treat Jimmy Del Rey like this. You could have put him in any gimmick. Look how they massacred my boy. It's like it's like they saw El Bart oh man, that's it. <laughs> that guy reminds me of Bart Simpson. He's the fucking one. Jimmy Del Rey, you are our new Bart Sad Simpson. Sad he didn't shout don't have a cow before the match started. <laughs> No, they have to legally change it just to don't have a heifer, dude. <laughs> Eat pant, dude. I still, Eat I'm, my slightly long boxes. <laughs> Devour my boxes, father. <laughs> <laughs> That's sinister. Whoa, let's never say that ever again. <laughs> Stick me pants in your mouth, father. <laughs> Put father at the end. It's weird. Father. father. I'm still reeling from the McZ reference. That's made me really happy. Are you designing a new wrestler? I fucking love McZ. You can make him in a cool movie. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking 3D movie maker was an absolute gateway to creative energy. I'm going to stream on that soon. Oh my uh, God. I've never used 3D movie maker. I used all of his like word art tools and his English tools uh, where he'd be on like a, It'd be like, do you want to go to the word processor page? And you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> prick. And you'd like click on the word processor page. And then you'd get on like a little roller coaster and you'd go barreling through this town and he'd go to this window over here where the, you could type things. And then it'd be like, do you want to go to like the colorful page where you paint? And you'd be like, yeah. And you'd click on that and it'd take it down. Amazing. So you I, haven't played, have you not properly played 3D Movie Maker? No. Oh my God, that is so up your street. I, I have a game on. So in your wheelhouse. A, I know. That's, I can't <gasps> wait to play it. I've got a game for uh, on Steam called Kanjizoku Game. It was like three quid. It's like a Japanese drift racing simulator. I like racing games. Um, 
and it's it's all right. It's 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 not great, but it's not bad. Uh, it's kind of it's it's slowly getting built, and it's, it's, it's when it's done, it should be a very good game, very nice. Uh, but I found that you can just modify the the stock designs for the cars. So I made one. I'll show you a picture of it. Oh, actually. please do. Uh, I made one that is just total nineties fucking dream. If you can send me this, so we can uh, put it on the video version yes, for the I Patreon. Let me have Patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Is it down? Thank you for watching this. Here we go. So. That's a lovely a car. car. With loads of windows. <laughs> and a big, uh, it's got a big Bill Gates on it. <laughs> it's got with the, a tiny face. It's got Clippy. It's got the Japanese Windows mascot. Oh. Uh, it's got Clippy and McZ and the smiley. McZee. And then it says things like Steve Jobs sucks ass. <laughs> Uh, big bad Billy Boy's badass ride is what it says there. Ah. Uh, and then on top of the car, you've got uh, Ray Army from Evangelion, but with Bill Gates's head. Of course. And then Windows. <laughs> with the Ray Five logo. Yeah. Okay. Hey. So get yeah, that's, that's 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 what I get up to in my spare time. <laughs> it's now safe to turn off your car. That's amazing. <laughs> Do you remember when PCs used to say that? Yeah. Now it's you can... now safe to turn off your computer. Sometimes, if you're in a rush, you'd had you'd turn it off as it wasn't ready, and then you'd worry about it all day. What if I've corrupted the files? Completely what if ruined. I have to defrag it? <laughs> Do you remember how to defrag something? I, 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 I did disk defragmenter. What about degaussing or degaussing? I've never degaussed a, a drive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've degaussed a kettle. You degaussed a monitor before? No. Oh, so some monitors in my school would have degaussers. And there was a science lab, like computer lab, but it's sometimes you'd use the back room, but the back room was like a second room. Right. So there'd be like 20 PCs, but if there were two classes needing to use the computer lab at once, they'd open the back room. The back room, the PCs would be on standby all the time, but they wouldn't be turned off. Monitors would be off, but you'd turn them on and they'd be all fuzzy and a bit, and they'd be like, oh, it needs to be degaussed. You press a button and it would just go thunk and the entire screen would just wibble like this. Oh, I might have done and that then. then. Uh, yeah. It was like you just you try and get everybody to line up and thunk at once. <laughs> like thunk really loudly. Yes, I remember this now. It would just make the screen wobble and it was it like the world was ending. Get rid of the magnetism. <laughs> this is the good old, the glory days of computing. Fat back. Um, so the heavenly bodies have gone their separate ways. Yes, in, they did so in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy had a brief run in ECW before landing here with this gimmick in which he spray paints things. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think they were both in ECW as part of Raven's flock. They were like in and around it for the 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 small amount of time they were there. Very possible. I think they worked with Raven. Very, or maybe they did then. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is the final few months of the career of Jimmy Del Rey. He'll only yep. have a handful of matches left, uh, and, and this is one of us. He a final handful. Uh, he lands a lovely, what would become to known as a laying the smackdown DDT <laughs> onto D Malenko, which this, is lovely to see. This is like the annoying thing. Is like you're watching him in ring, and it's like this is an interesting match. This yeah. is a, why is he dressed like a, a twelve-year-old? <laughs> He's dressed like a toddler. It looks like a background character in like a Nickelodeon kids TV show that you'd see in the hall. He looks like Steve Buscemi dressed up doing his how do you do fellow kids shit. Like, <laughs> if they did a live action version of Doug, yeah. he'd be one of his classmates. Yes. Never speaks. No. Just in the background going. 
Sit out powerbomb gets a near four for Jimmy, whatever the fuck this is. Get in there, lad. Dean ends up super, super, oh, sorry, sucker punching Jimmy as he drops through the ropes to the floor. And in the balcony, we see fake Sting. He's filming this match for some reason. I guess to show it to Tom Pritchard and go, look what they're making your fucking mate do. Fake Sting's back. That's twice now we've seen fake Sting. Yeah, he's getting a lot of time tonight, mm. isn't fake Sting? Uh, crowd sign says R.I.P. Bischoff. Oh, gosh, that's a... That's frightening. He's going to die, apparently. Uh, Malenko weathers graffiti. Is he an every driver? <laughs> he might be. We'll that find out. Be it's important. <laughs> he turns up my door. My I'm going to have to get some post recalled if he's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know he would, you know, if he was, because he would not deliver it because controversy creates cash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I see you, Eric. Uh, Malenko weathers graffiti, takes him to the ground with a cross body to the outside. Yeah. Uh, graffiti gets back into it, though. Nice <clears throat> drop kick off the top. However, Dean reverses said drop kick into a Texas cloverleaf and gets a submission on Jimmy, whatever the fuck that is. Over with the clover. Oh. My favorite my favorite submission move that's barely used. Mm. And Rhea does a variation of it, but I like a good old fucking Texas cloverleaf with like a good wrench to it. It's nice, isn't it? it? Just, it's just somebody getting their knee fucking blown out while their lower back gets obliterated. It's the best. It's like a sharpshooter with like, extra steps. Wah! It just looks brutal. When you get the right torque on a Texas cloverleaf, it looks brutal. I think Seamus does one. Yeah. I think he obviously called the Irish Cloverleaf mm. because, of course. And I think it's elevated as well, which makes it slightly different. Yeah, I'd see it. No, I just like the classic, but with a big wrench, more like a lion tamer or original mm. walls wrench. But, like, just with the knees just getting done. Oh, man, yes. Dean throws some smack at Rey Mysterio. He will see him at Halloween Havoc. He also shows us how he puts the glove on his hand. <laughs> and how he can handily move his hand around inside that glove. I don't, Dean, I don't know how Dean was resisted the urge. Oh, easy, Tiger. He resisted the urge to have his hand up in the mask and not go, Hello, my name is Rey Mysterio. Mysterio. And I'm going to lose at Halloween Havoc. I'd have, I'd have just, that would have been me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Ray Boring. Blah, 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 blah. I'm about to leave and go on a different company. Mm -hmm. Booyaka, booyaka. <laughs> my son's going to be a twat in many years' time. He's not even my kid. <laughs> hey! no! I'm going to lose an eye. <laughs> and it'll grow back like normal. <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page in action next. He's taking on Craig Pitbull Pittman. We get a montage of diamond cutters. Tony is putting this move over as dangerous. I love the emphasis on the diamond cutter. And DDP gets uh, quite the reaction when he comes out as well. Mm -hmm. He's getting over like Rover. Mm. And, and the crowd, uh, I mean, why would you put Pittman out there? He's just going to get done. <laughs> He's just going to get so done. He gets done from the off because <laughs> Pittman gets in the ring and he's ready to go. And then Teddy calls him over and goes, hey, Pittman, I've got some strategy to share with you. And as Pe Pittman turns his back on DDP to go, yeah, what's the strategy? Dallas Page is <laughs> fucking twasting. Yep. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, never turn your back on your opponent. Never. It's, it's, that's like school fighting rules. Just don't turn your back. If you had a fight with somebody, you just don't turn your back on somebody. Pittman, he served the country, he served his country proud, but fucking yeah. idiot in the ring. He's too busy listening to that Teddy Long. That yeah. Teddy Long's ruining his career. Teddy is getting long in the tooth for him. Mm. Mm. DDP lands a tombstone pancake for a near fall. <laughs> uh, Pittman kicking out and sending DDP onto Nick's back in the process. So Nick Patrick is refereeing with his still neck in his brace. neck brace. Yeah. Still going, oh, every time he's supposed to move, still really late to count every pin because he's kind of got to go, oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> to then drop down. Everybody is desperate to see Nick get a fucking shoe in. <laughs> because even even just DDP getting uh, kicked out and landing I, on Nick's back gets a pop. I love I see I love this whole Nick Patrick story. For me, it's it's just it's so crap. It's brilliant. It's just he's so clearly the NWO referee as well, which we'll get onto in a bit. But it's oh, just it's yes. the entire way that this has unraveled has just been shit arsery after shit arsery, and it's it's. It's just getting funnier. Pittman is in charge on the outside. He gets back in the ring and puts the code red on DDP. But I was legit at this point like, he might do it. He might do it. This, this could be a new feud for Pittman. But then we remembered it's Pittman. So, of course, he's not going to do it. No, but explain. Because inexplicably, Concord. Teddy Long sees Craig Pittman get the code red on. And he goes, aha, that is a devastating move. Diamond Dallas Page will probably tap out to that. I best stand up on the apron <laughs> and distract the referee. I can only assume that Teddy is turning on Pittman. That's what I thought. <laughs> That's what I was like, okay, so Teddy screwed him, right? Okay, interesting. At least he gives Pittman like a new dynamic and he'd probably go up against whoever Teddy's going to manage next, okay? Whatever. No, DDP visually taps while this uh, distraction's ongoing. And, and it's like, okay... And then Patrick finally turns around and, and it doesn't quite go Pittman's way. No, DDP recovers from the code red, gets a diamond cutter, gets the three. And we get another argument between Long and Patrick post-match. That's why I was, well, initially I was like, oh, so okay, Teddy's like turned on him. And then Teddy afterwards is like, what the hell, man? And it's like, Nick Patrick quite rightly goes, well, you got up on the apron and you distracted me. Uh, <laughs> it's hard it's, it's hard to paint Nick Patrick as the bad guy. Yeah, when, when, he, he's, when he's in the right. He's, well, he's in the right. in the right. He's legit enforcing so like, the rules. If Teddy is turning, yeah, fine, great, okay, I like that, whatever. If this is just another kind of, well, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you stand up? Why would you? Why would you do <laughs> why that? Why would you get on the apron while he's got his finish locked in? Tony speaks to Nick Patrick afterwards, and he blames Teddy Long once again for cost for costing his own guy the match. And he once again addresses being accused of being the NWO ref on Saturday mm. night, where they're having these NWO matches with a referee in a balaclava. It's blatantly Nick Patrick. It's because this referee it's is Randy, nineteen foot five. It's Randy Anderson. Nick Patrick's <laughs> clearly much more muscular. Actually, he That's says a, that himself. Yeah, he says he says Nick Patrick says I'm in twice the shape that the NWO <laughs> ref is. It's probably Randy Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great line and it's uh, so patrick continues to deny that he is the nwo ref and yeah. throws uh, and throws some uh shade at randy anderson in the process <laughs> we get a recap of rick flair being attacked by the nwo two weeks Dude. ago it feels like a fucking lifetime <laughs> it feels like sting's been gone for about a month and so it feels like flair's been out for like twice that i don't <laughs> i don't i can't compute it nah but don't worry because to defend the honor of rick flair is my very best friend jeff yep. jarrett there oh, he is jeffy j my boy jeffrey big, big jeffy big jeffrey big jeffy leader of total non-stop assholes <laughs> my best friend jeff he looked so happy with Conrad when Conrad mentioned me on My World this week. <laughs> Jeff genuinely looked like he was about to have an aneurysm. I don't know why he's so cross. Jeff, he got angry. I didn't need... he li all, all Conrad said was Tom, and Jeff looked like he was about to blow a gasket. I think you could take him, you know. Jacket. He's getting on. I, I want to fight. He's, my he's getting on. He's my bestie. He's getting on. He could take him. He's my shiny boy. Yeah, what if he wins a belt, though, and then you can take it? He's got he's got that Texas Chainsaw Massacre title. That yeah, I, take it. I love that. Yeah. But I don't want to fight. He's my shiny boy. He's my, he's my, my, my lovely baby blue. Yeah, but you can elevate each other. <laughs> 
You've got to think about it like wrestling, Tom. <laughs> That's true, actually. Jeff really would be elevated. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll put by, a ring. By having a match we'll, with we'll, me. We'll put a ring on a floating barge in the middle of the tie. <laughs> And by the time you get a time mouth, that's your time limit. <laughs> if you get out to sea, we're not rescuing you. You got till you get the time mouth. Jeff, if we're in this, if you get in there, Jeff. If you're lucky, you might be able to jump on the Shields Ferry if it just happens to be passing at the right time. Hopefully you don't of, collide with of it. Of course, in wrestling, <laughs> Shields Ferry means something different. It's Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins. Get on here, lads. Murder. Like Murder. Like fucking... <laughs> Like uh, like David Hasselhoff in the SpongeBob movie, just <laughs> Roman Reigns in the water. It's the CGI Roman <laughs> dashing across the tide. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My boy Jeff, my shiny blue boy Jeff Jarrett, is facing Big Ron Studd. Which, oh, oh it's he's just, a, just a big lad. He's a big lad. So this is Jeff Jarrett warming up for a match with the Giant by facing a Giant. Yeah, you gotta, you got to kind of start to get in the wheelhouse, right? We send our best wishes to Ric Flair, who two weeks ago got battered so badly, it looks like he may have surgery. Oh, wait, here's Ric Flair now. He looks fine. <laughs> Here comes Ric comes Flair. Comes charging down to the ring. Ric Flair. Now, this is a strange old segment. So Ric Flair struts down to the ring before the match starts. Um, he takes off his jacket and encourages Jeff Jarrett to do the struts, to mm. which Jeff Jarrett does Stuts. the Fargo struts, yeah. uh, which he does ever so well, to a mixed reaction, mainly booze. Yeah. Ric Flair then steps into the ring and does the Flair fire. Uh, let me stuff. guess, does, does Flair get cheered? Wild ovation. Of course he does. So Jarrett does it again, gets booed. Yeah. Flair does it again <laughs> and gets cheered. Oh, we might have a problem. Flair, <laughs> undaunted, extends the hand to Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And Jeff shakes his hands. Uh, Jeff is going to replace uh, Ric Flair in the match against the Giant at Halloween Havoc. He just needs to beat... Ron stood to get ready for. Yes. It. So here we go. Ron t- tree slams Jeff Jarrett, 
Jeff counters a bear hug, and fuck me, he suplexes Ron. That gets a reaction. Fuck that me! Was, the crowd wakes the fuck up for that, because it was like, the crowd's been weirdly up and down through the first match. That... Yeah, huge response. I think that might be one of the coolest things I've ever seen Jeff Jarrett do. Well, when you compare Suplex it, a giant. But when you compare it with Luger in a similar situation later. Oh, yeah. And it's just effortless. Just whoop, straight over. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Jarrett, yeah. And it's like, yeah, sweet. Uh, he then puts the figure four on and Ron taps out. Can Jeff Jarrett tap out the giant? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, Halloween Havoc. Ringside, Tony Schiavone has a lovely chat with Jeff. Jeff tells the giant he's got a bullseye on his leg. He's going to put on the figure four. And here's Ric Flair. He's back again with the ill behavior. He tells the NWO that Jeff Jarrett put over Ric Flair and then tells the NWO that they've played the game dirtier than the horseman. And that's all about to change. Flair will be in Jeff Jarrett's corner at Halloween Havoc. Ooh. Metaphorically or literally? I guess we'll find out. Is he there to help? Is he there to stab him in the back? We'll probably mm. find that out as well. The giant watches from the crowd looking cross mm. at what is going on. Your thoughts on Jeff Jarrett being given such a golden chalice by Ric Flair? I think it's given his background in, in wrestling in terms of the families from. Um, you know, the importance of the territory system that he's from. The fact that he was uh, he was a, a rising star in a pretty good position in WWF at the time when he left. Uh, I think you have to sort of put Jeff in a position like this because ultimately if you bring him in again, everybody already knows it's Jeff Jarrett, right? Mm. It's sort of, it's when you see talents jump from company to company and it's like, oh, guess you're starting at the bottom again. It's like, don't always have to because it's ultimately, everybody knows who Jeff Jarrett is mm -hmm. at this point. Everybody knows he can go, so pull him straight into a position. Obviously, they've given him quite the handshake here with flair and everything, but I think that he's genuinely a heavyweight competitor for them. Uh, you know, not yet, but down the line. That's where we're looking toward, and I think that might be what we're seeing here. Mm, it's I, like, let's see how he does with a position like this, and then go from there. It's a real big shoe, pair oh, of shoes yeah. to fill for, for Jeff Jarrett. But I think he's equally somebody who would have come in and wanted to have worked... Um, you know, as, as passionately as he could, given the situation around him leaving WWF at the time um, with the storyline, with the roadie and everything. He he doesn't want to go somewhere and just kind of be handed a general storyline. He wants to have a spotlight to show how valuable he is. Whilst Jeff Jarrett is obviously a lovely human and mm. my best friend, mm -hmm. uh, I think he's better in wrestling as a heel. Oh yeah, I, I think, I think. In, in this point of time, like at this point of time, I I, I think he's alright as a babyface, but mm. I think he is always, always, always going to work better as a bad guy, right? Like he's just got that kind of cockiness to him. He's got that drawl in the way he speaks. He's just very. Uh, he becomes very um, like not capitalistic he, he starts capitalizing on like a lot of uh situations later in his wcw run i think that's as a character when you start to see that kind of wily side of him come out uh that's that's where he's at his best uh hour number two for nitro is underway fireworks mm. and intro from eric bischoff mike Tanay, and bobby heenan still no randy uh savage isn't here so far for his match tonight but did you see last week guys did you see did you see last week when i made randy savage cry did you see when i made randy savage cry by showing him a tape of elizabeth saying that she wanted to be back with him uh as he was supposed to come out and main event the show and instead we sent everybody home unhappy without a randy savage match and i could have shown him this after the match <laughs> did you see do you think he's pissed off at me for that guys do you think that's why he's not here do you think he's having a bit of a crisis because he he saw that tape i showed him last week on the ramp on his way to the ring uh, of Liz, his ex-wife, who he's married to. Um, do, you, do you think that that could be 
the reason it's all Bischoff talks about. I do, and what's, <laughs> fun, what's funny about it is it's all he talks about. Is that Bischoff goes like, I'm really sorry to Randy for what I did last week. Let's see it again. <laughs> no, no. If you're sorry, move on. Don't show it. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry for what I did to Randy. Watch it again, Randy. It's no. Like, um, you can pin- you actually pinpoint the moment where his heart breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Watching him back frame by frame. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, first out, first match of the second hour, it's Lex Luger versus Roadblock. Lexington Luger versus Roadblock. Yeah. This somebody like- helping me stuck in a fence. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So Roadblock. Which feels like something that Sound Driver created. <laughs> Comes out of the ring with a with a with a with a, a blockade. It's, well, it's it's like it's somewhere between a roadblock and uh, like a sawhorse. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the, you know the type of thing you'd, you'd use to cut wood on. Well, it's like, I think there's like a I think they're like a it's like a police blockade yeah, type way, thing. It's sort of like it's weird. Here you go. Sort of, Sound Driver's showing us on he Patreon has, like, right his now. Arms kind of like through the wood, <laughs> so he's just walking down like this. <laughs> Trying to look all menacing, like. But it does just look like he's got his head stuck in, <laughs> in a roadblock. <laughs> it like, you know, like it's like the joke store on the way back from the pub. <laughs> you know, if he comes up with a traffic cone later in the next it's one, like that'd a be fucking better. first year student nicking a sign. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? Well, this is Joseph DeQuisto, former IWCCW uh, and former WWC star. He also competed in the UWA as Torre Infernal, or the Infernal Tower. Lost two bet matches, I believe, as well. He did. Yeah. Well done. Have you been on Wikipedia, have you? Um, I've been on Cage Match. Yeah. Cage Match? <laughs> yeah. My good friends at CageMatch.net. Well, uh, he's Richie, you say that when you're the one sitting there spamming how AEW sucks every week. Joining <laughs> <laughs> all the AEW shows, and you're like, oh, I don't believe Jungle Boy at all. He's <laughs> super unconvincing. And then you, you, it's you. It's you're not, the reason. You're the reason. It's not me doing that. You're, you're the like, reason. You're. It's Tony Khan's fault. No, it's. Oh, you blame Tony. That's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> All Tony wants is good cage match ratings, but you've got to sully it. <laughs> you've got to sully it. We can't. Do you know how hard those people are working on their money to write those reviews for them. <laughs> Six people in the head office just writing all night. Seven different accounts. <laughs> I love to chat with Flosh, who is the social media guy, uh, the fifth longest tenured member of Cage Match. I, I fucking openly applauded in my living room last night when I read it. I was like, "Yeah, it was great, wasn't it?" I was buzzing. I was so happy. They basically so Cage so <laughs> CageMatch.net had an influx of ten out of ten ratings for Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal yeah. from weird tribalistic wrestling fans, to which they put this thing on the front page going, "Right, you fuckers, fuck off, fuck We're off. We're gonna ban this. We're gonna just, just, just fuck you. Stop the tribalism. You're ruining you're our system of, of legitimate ratings. We don't give a fuck about being a big site." <laughs> but the thing it's a weird it's a weird one because you I, I love that you do that but all it does is it encourages it more it's the thing is like i i don't think it does i think he's serious i think it'll be a case of just ban the words yeah and then the words don't work then and just lock it down to mandatory like account reviews or whatever it's it's ultimately it's harming um what has been for a very long time a very good very balanced system mm-hmm. uh, obviously you've got to take every review you read online with a pinch of salt because you know whether it's for a restaurant or a rest of the match there's always going to be one person going well that didn't tick all of my boxes so it gets a zero mm-hmm. uh but if you just look at the general average and you have some level-headed people in there, cage match is a fantastic utility. And it's a shame that people would go on there and, and just spam shit in order to get fake fucking points when ultimately 
it's it's all about just look at the resource. Don't sully the resource. Look at yeah. all the information that you get with Cage Match. Incredibly grateful for the, the, the 40 plus people yeah, that work on Cage the, Match. The whole point of, of, of it is to not just inundate it with shit. Give it actual feedback. Yes. That's what it's there for. Exactly. And us to look up what Roadblock was doing in 1995. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, he was on Saturday night, WCW Saturday night back in October, but this is his Nitro debut. And fuck a duck, Roadblock is massive. He's huge. He is tall as he is wide. Lex He's like Luger Mr. has Strong. to look up to him. <laughs> he is a big boy. Uh, it is Lex Luger uh, going up against him. And... He's a big boy. He's not massively coordinated. No, but he, he's got a good look to him. Uh, he looks somewhere... Well, he basically looks like the love child of John Tenter and a Tugboat. So Typhoon and Earthquake together, uh, like sellotape together with like... A, I, I don't know, with a little just bit a of Psy King from Harry Bikers, I thought. Yeah, like, <laughs> with some like uh, platform shoes on. Just a little bit of extra height. <laughs> yeah, he's, what a monstrosity. Uh, we get a picture-in-picture with Arn Anderson telling Lex Luger he's going to make him say, I quit at Halloween Havoc. I'm going to start calling him a combination of Earthquake and Typhoon. And he's just going to be called Earthfoon. <laughs> that is... Earthfoon is the new name for Roblox. Earthfoon. <laughs> Which I feel like sounds like a Pokemon. <laughs> or a rude word. <laughs> you bloody Earthfoon. Roblox dodges an elbow and takes charge with a beefy clothesline or two, mm. and even does a Stinger splash. And he's doing it whilst Bischoff is groveling to Sting. Bischoff I'm sorry, Sting. Taking a break from apologising to Savage is apologising to Sting. We put your face on the car, Sting. You're not coming back, please. I love... We've lost... <laughs> we've lost Randy now. Please. I was really hoping that this week Bischoff would go, don't worry, Randy, I've got it figured out. And they bring out a NASCAR with Randy's face on. <laughs> No, it's the Sting one, but we just round his face hastily slapped over it with like a smaller decal. So it's Sting's body round his head. No long hair, just just they quite awkwardly cropped it to like here. It's just like a circle. Sting crossed out, Randy. The hat is just stuck on, but it's smaller and it looks weird. And Bishop going, I don't understand why this isn't working. Like, maybe stop apologizing with Dazcar. I know what he likes. He likes Slim Jims. I'll send him a box. Randy's house is just made of Slim Jims at this point. <laughs> <laughs> just a big freight, just a truck, just dumping them on his guard. They missed a trick. They should have had Randy Savage at some point give somebody a bouquet of Slim Jims. Oh, that would have been lovely. Yeah, and they, they have to make actual flowers out of like extra wide Slim Jims, <laughs> which they have to produce that are like this thick, but they cut it into slices and they can make little roses. Oh. But then you get people trying to eat the whole like massive glizzy and it's just bad. <laughs> it's just, I don't mm. even think it. <laughs> my salt intake has gone up <laughs> nice meaty salty treat Lex fights back with a power slam he goes for the torture rack and just drops, drops him. him but don't worry he goes for it again and he picks him up and he whaps him on his shoulder nice and firm and then he steps around and he drops him He's laughing Again. at this point, is Lex. Yeah. He's like, ah, this is hilarious. And commentary are legit at this point, kind of shouting, uh, as if he's going to be able to hear him, uh, hear them kind of going, well, he doesn't want to get an injury before the big show. <laughs> he doesn't want to get an injury as Luger's now powering up for a third time to fucking lift him. And fuck a duck, he does it third time. <laughs> third one gets him up and Roblox taps out dead quick so, <laughs> so Luger can put him down dead quick. Um, back in 2022 on Twitter, uh, a, a, a graphic of this torture rack was shared online. Lex Luger described it as his toughest torture rack ever. 
Mainly because I had to pick him up three times. Yes, probably the three times, and the fact that he's a guy's wide as he is tall. <laughs> You're putting a torture rack on a house, essentially. <laughs> torture At rack least a smeg fridge. A smeg, to- yeah, a torture rack on a smeg fridge would have been easier than roadblock. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Luger wins. See you at Halloween Havoc. Arn Anderson. But more importantly, see you in hour two, which is right now. Eat shit every week. (laughs) Eat shit every week. And uh, hold on. Let me just have a check here. NWO t-shirt commercial. Mm -hmm. Buy the shirt. Commercial. I'm waiting for something. (laughs) Right. No, it's it's not this match. It's the next match. We get the Lee Marshall update next, though. Oh, we do. I love these. I love these. Lee Marshall on his red phone. Little still image of him in the corner. Watching a spectacular sunset in Phoenix, Arizona. Ahead of the show in the American West Arena next week. He's there really fucking early. Is he fuck? He's saying things like, remember it's 5 a.m. here or 5 p.m. here. <laughs> oh, <yawn>. Additional facts. <laughs> I've just come out of the Delaware Walmart and I'm here in Delaware. And it's like it's like that level of information. Oh, there was a woman walked by with a dog wearing a Delaware t-shirt. What a sports team. Oh, that seagull that you could only find in Delaware. Get off my burger that I bought from Delaware. It's a, delica- it's a Delaware specialty, this burger. <laughs> He even gives us a weather update for next week, telling us that temps are in the mid-70s when they get here. And he says he has to go now because he used My to go... My planet needs me. <laughs> no, it says that he, go, he went to college in Phoenix, Arizona. So he's off to a couple of reunion parties. Fucking Lee Marshall on the fucking rass. They just happen, yeah. <laughs> Bobby then says, I hope they leave him in the desert. <laughs> Just Bobby just being a shit to Lee Marshall. who's off to go meet some mates for a nice quiet pint. <laughs> I I can't tell you how much I love these Lee Marshall bits. I hope they never they're go just, away. It's just fucking ridiculous. They're so I get, twee. I get that they're like, you know, it, it's it's buy tickets. We're coming to your market now. Uh, but it, it's it's just hilarious. They're just really twee. In what is a like a wild two hours of wrestling, it's broken up by this by this old boy just going. Oh, well, it's a lovely sunset here today. Look at my uh, mustache. I'm off to go and see a friend I've not seen in a while. (laughs) They're so sweet. I love them. Do you ever think on these long, cold winter days? (laughs) It just starts going (laughs) off like that. Well, I'm in the place where my wife had her first affair and uh, sadly wouldn't be the last. Buy tickets to Nitro. I love that woman. (laughs) I still love her. Buy tickets to Nitro. It destroyed my family. (laughs) I still wake up at night screaming. Buy tickets to Nitro. God love you, Lee Marshall, Tony the Tiger. Uh, oh, from, from one big uh, from one big comeback to another. Fucking American Males! Fucking right, my boys are back. Boys are back in They've town. They've been off on a stripping tour or something. Well, Scotty Riggs has been injured. Yeah, stripping. Stri- <laughs> injured stripping. Yeah. They are... That's the gimmick. The gimmick is they're strippers. You can't tell me it's not. Have you seen the photo of Scotty Riggs and Buff Bagwell working out together this week? No. Oh, it's lovely. Two old boys, bit grey, still beefy, in the gym. American Where, where's males. The, where's the sleeveless tuxes? Get them on. <laughs> Get back in the ring. Uh, Get going. They look like they could have another. Get going, American males. If I were Joey Janella, right, whatever's left to Joey Janella after Ricky Berwick is done with him. Props uh, on getting Ricky Berwick, by the way. That's great, wasn't it? <laughs> that's great. I was not expecting to see that yesterday. I was like, what? Nor was I. I messaged Ricky and I said, come and have a chat with Cotaholic about your match. And he went, let me get back to you. And then it was about this time yesterday, yeah. the t- day of recording, where he went, yeah, I can do 2 p.m. Eastern. I was like, well, I guess I can as well. 
And it was a very wild conversation. Very nice. What a lovely man. He's class, isn't he? Lovely boy. So whatever's left of Joey should book the American Males for Joey Janela's spring break. I just want to see American Males everywhere. Tony should just give him a million dollar contract. Yeah. He's losing Sting. (laughs) He needs some WCW flavor. Lex doesn't really go anymore. American Males. So as Sting leaves, American Males return. I think American Males should retire Sting. (laughs) Fucking yes. Get Big Papa Pump out there as well. And then you have basically two run-ins. So Big Papa okay. Pump and, and Buff Bagwell. And then like Big Papa Pump defeats Sting a bit extra. Just proper beats him <laughs> up. Him just, beat, just beats him up. And then Buff's doing his whole like, yeah. And then Scott Steiner like shoves him. So he takes out Steiner, which is going to lead into a feud. And then out comes Scotty Riggs. And then they run to the back. And in the time that he's been in the back... He takes off his stupid red hat and, and dungarees and he comes out and he's dressed as the male stripper oh. we all know and love. And American males run down and then beat up Scott again and then beat up Sting even more. Tony- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you were nearly there. <laughs> and, then, you and then there's this 50 foot scaffold, right? <laughs> and Sting's just looking at it going, that's it. That's where I'm, I'm going to do it. And there's these 50 tables, right? <laughs> Russian leg sweep off the scaffold <laughs> through eight burning tables. Sting gets On up. a forklift. <laughs> As the American Males theme is playing all the on way through. On a pole on a forklift. <laughs> on the roof, on the pole, on the forklift. What if we just had a pole in a match hole, rather than on a pole? In the pole, in the pole, down in the valley. What if there was just a pole and you just had to beat each other with a pole? <laughs> I'm in here thinking of new gimmicks, Tom. I'm doing it. Just twatting each other really hard. With I've got my eyes on promoter with it, yeah. <laughs> Two wrestlers' skulls were caved in today. Well, they should have had thicker skulls. <laughs> After a ludicrous pole versus pole <laughs> match, where the wrestlers had to shoot twat each other with metal poles. The... In this promotion, we don't do anything by halves. <laughs> Two wrestlers have died today. <laughs> uh, the booker is said to be annoyed because he's going to have them do a rematch on Thursday. It's okay. We can keep them fresh with a bit of Febreze. We'll throw them out there. We'll see what happens. Maybe some magic. Just fucking... <laughs> Just fucking We've bumping. got him on Marion. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's and them. <laughs> Arresting promoters has been described as impressively sadistic in his attempts to uh, rematch two dead wrestlers. Talents they... that threatened to leave after the pole incident were forced to then control <laughs> said talents as puppets. <laughs> you always make it worse for anyone that doesn't want to play along. While the promoter... You always make it worse. Bro, it has like a small personal army just pointing guns at everybody there, going, there you do it. it. Do it. It's always fucking and good. He, keeps just dressing, he just keeps dressing up as like a generalissimo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's grown in a mustache and he wears epaulets. That's me. It's always <laughs> with you. It always ends with wrestlers having guns pointed at them. But I could be a cool, uh, cool like Cuban dictator and you I could like smoke be. a cigar, wear sunglasses in the dark inside. <laughs> Fidel Castro. Yeah. <laughs> Stub my cigarette out every now and then, a cigar, and go, this displeases me. <laughs> you can't leave. Stay. Come and down and do an Anoki. You seem like a five-star, amazing, unbelievable match that like Meltzer's losing his shit over. And I'm like, collar and elbow, tie up, boys. This is shit. <laughs> shit. Start like banging chairs. <laughs> What's happening? Two strikes. We're hot shot on this belt. What are you doing? Uh, no. 15 minutes. This is wild. <laughs> Told you it's two minutes. Get out there. <laughs> Drop the belt. Right, who's marionette in the dead wrestlers What's up this next? Week? Same match again. Yeah. You're dropping it this time. <laughs> All night, just back and forth. You're going up against one of the marionettes. <laughs> You've got to be careful not to knock its head off. 
<laughs> children in the front row. Well, they get to leave with a souvenir, I guess, <laughs> and a smile on their face and, uh, and therapy the smile on, for years. Smile on their face as well, potentially. <laughs> you know, if we glue it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. It's one of those podcasts that you'll get a message about a month ago. In a month's time, you'll go, "What, what the fuck, man?" That's very, very uncool. Very offensive. Calling to Mar- for the death. I'm like, no, I was calling for meat puppets. Marionette wrestlers <laughs> like that. Uh, the Observer says the WCW are considering a singles run for Marcus Bagwell. Bullshit. It never worked. Never Keep American males. American males in males in control of their... Oh, sorry. They're facing Harlem Heat. With Shezbollah and the Colonel. I think the tag championships are on the line. They never say. We never really know. No. I imagine they are, though, because they make a big deal out of, well, one year ago, this team was the team that upset Harlem Heat right here on Nitro. Oh, my God. It could happen again. They they never burden us too much with necessary information to WCW. It's like they decide whether it's for the belts when the result happens. Yeah. It's like, whether it's for the belts, Eric. And Eric's like... Go on. Yeah, give them the belts. <laughs> Back from the break, Hall and Nash are in the crowd and they're filming this time. Turns out the NWO have been meeting with Turner about getting their own show. Bischoff tells us that's not happening. But they've already been given Saturday night. They get a little portion of Saturday night, which I think they might pay for. Right. But So they want like their own fully-fledged two-hour fucking... Well, I mean, WCW time. promised them their own show. So really, it's Eric who's uh, dragging his feet here. Give them Saturday night. It's true. When yeah. they won the match, they... they they, I think they had a segment every week. Well, they said they were allowed a show, and then I think they tried to say, well, the pay-per-view can technically be your show, NWO. And they were like, well, we're working matches. It's not really our show, is it? You mm. pieces of shit. Pieces Trying to get out of a fucking deal. And they were like, well, we'll give you a bit of Saturday night. And they're like, all right, we'll take it. We're not happy. And Eric's like, calm down, calm down. We want Randy Anderson as ref. <laughs> but we're going to put him in lifts so he looks like Nick Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking massive lifts. Um, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are mocking Harlem Heat. Did mm. you see how they were mocking Harlem Heat? Yes, they had breathe right nasal strips. They had nasal strips. No, breathe right nasal strips. Breathe right nasal strips. You've got to make sure you get the brand in. Breathe right nasal strips. Today, Halloween. I believe, and Bischoff both. Breathe right nasal strips. Slim Jim Halloween Hammock. <laughs> nasal strips. Chaos in the opening sequence. Sherry and Rob Parker, sorry, in the closing sequence, as Sherry and Rob Parker get on the apron, Scotty clatters them. Mm. Stevie Ray lands a sidekick. Uh, pins him. Bagwell is literally a split second too late to break the cover, and it's a yeah. three. Feels like a shoot three. Patrick watches the entire thing unfold as well before realizing I don't need to watch this, and quickly goes, <laughs> "Yeah, looks away <laughs> slightly." <laughs> I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> Booker and Stevie leave as champs and tell the NWO to come get some. Mm. Bischoff suddenly starts hearing that Sting is in the building, but it's not what we think. <laughs> well, we've been told Sting's in the building. It's good. Yeah. yeah, more after the break, apparently. No, it's not after the break at all, because next it's the Fantastics making a Nitro return of Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers. Mm. They look good here. They're facing the Faces of Fear, Meng and the Barbarian. What is it What is it about the Faces of Fear's families there, Tom, that gets mentioned here on commentary? Oh, go on. Uh, is it that they used to jump from tree to tree and were cannibals? Oh, no, I didn't hear that part. That's, yeah, no, that's, that was... Uh, that's a worry. That's, uh, that's a dated... Uh, <laughs> Can I guess who said that? Go on. Bobby. Uh, I believe it was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to chuck you under the bus there, Bobby, but uh, 
Uh, it, it sounds like something you'd say. It's missing say. the three. So it, it's the trifecta, isn't it? it it's uh, Usually it's like the people were savages. They were cannibals. And uh, their, their skulls are the solid. Their skulls are solid. That's it. That's the third. So we're waiting for that in the match. We'll see. Meng and Barbarian land a nice combo backdrop powerbomb onto Bobby Fulton. That's really nice. Mm. Throws him and then he catches him and powerbombs him. Yeah, Love crowd that. then go pretty wild for that. Love that shit. Uh, and then uh, Bischoff goes, oh my God, NWO stings here. What's he doing? NWO stings here, everybody. It's not like we saw him an hour and ten fucking minutes ago five times. Is it because it's on the second I'm hour? Tell- so it no, doesn't they're count. not. They're not talking. First and second hour commentaries, just not talking. No. Eric's not even looking at his own shows. He's turning at Tony Khan. He's just part of the action now. <laughs> Pretty soon he's going to be a character. This is what's happening. It's ridiculous. So is Eric not? Eric's ex- no, Eric should be. Eric's the one who's going. You get out there, NWO Sting. You be on those fucking stands. Mm-hmm. And then he's sitting there and he's going, "Well, he's been out there all night." But oh my god, he's what? He's forgetting his own booking, he which is. means he's getting too caught up in it, and he's just thinking about being. Hogan's friend not being a promoter. Oh. So this, this is where I draw a line, Eric Bischoff. You told I draw a line. At 83 weeks, Sam draws the line. <laughs> <laughs> Better stop paying attention to your own booking. Hey, look. Hey, all in weekends looking interesting. If you if I'm starting fights with Jeff Jarrett, you can start fights with Eric Bischoff. Well, I, I don't think he'd be up for like a boiler room brawl. I think he would. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely don't <laughs> think he would. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a natter about like <laughs> ratings. <laughs> the yeah. natter about ratings match. <laughs> uh, Fulton uh, arguing a very specific useless point about 90s <laughs> w- WCW. Just like, I think that you should have done this with Hacksaw at this show and just be really, really insistent about it. And just, just basically insinuate that because they didn't do this one tiny thing. That's Sully's his entire career. That's why WCW died. That's why the entire thing died and you ended up being Vince's bitch on TV. <laughs> and and just just really focus on that one point. And every time he tries to move the conversation <laughs> away, just bring it back yeah, to like, it. Oh, yeah, just like when you fucked over Jim Duggan. <laughs> Flip the table. <laughs> Start getting angrier and angrier. What a great Q&A. <laughs> Surprised you haven't been asked to, uh, to host any of those uh, live events by our friend. He does all the live events with the wrestlers. Kenny McIntosh. Kenny McIntosh. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I'd be, I'd be far too controversial for Inside the Ropes. <laughs> Just walk on the stage. But Undertaker. Yeah. Right. Think you're clever. <laughs> think you're big, yeah? Think you're a big star. Oh, go oh, good. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. Bruno San Martino shits on you, mate, and just walk out. I fucking that. <laughs> I would be into that. Oh, I'm tall and I wear purple. Get out. Because I don't think I just would know what to do with that information. If you just came on it's, and went, it's ooh, all, I'm dead. It's, oh, it's, fucking it's all, grow up. It's all tubes used to do, isn't it? On, uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just walk in, be a dick and walk out. Well, look at me. I'm, I'm a dead man. I work in a funeral parlor. Fucking clever dick. My dad worked in accountants <laughs> to make him clever. My dad made more money than my your dad, dad. My dad made more money than your dad. <laughs> oh, support our troops. I didn't sure. burn down my own family home as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom wasn't promiscuous. Ooh, boo-hoo, Paul Vera. <laughs> oh, shut up. Just, that's a bit far. <laughs> it's just harsh, isn't it? Ooh, just do it. I'm just talking Ooh. about the gimmicks. You're, you're getting in there with real uh, life. Oh, all right, Mark, dickhead. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you're, you're, I'm the one who gets a bit of a woo. You're the one that's going to get hit by like a bo- motorbike. <laughs> Saying shit like that. Oh, clever boy motorbike. Ooh, brum, brum. <laughs> oh, biscuit. Oh, how old are you? I'll keep rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Keep rolling. Keep rolling, eh? Oh, yeah. We're on your stupid tobacco. Fucking dickhead. Thanks for coming on. Just <laughs> 
Anyway, I'll hand over to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions from Mark? <laughs> Make them not shit. Uh, pile driver and double headbutt onto Fulton. Tommy Rogers just keeps breaking the cover, though. Rogers and Fulton have a nice go with some stereo drop kicks and some double back drops, but to no avail. Rogers gets a fall away slam, savat kick combo, and foff get the win ahead of Halloween Havoc and their showdown with the Horsemen. And Eric Bischoff goes to say something, but gets cut off, and it's really funny because he goes, oh, ho, 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 you don't want to piss. <laughs> and then today cuts him off unless <laughs> oh you don't want to piss <laughs> unless he just didn't want to piss <laughs> unless unless Bobby thought he needed the toilet and then didn't so then Eric went you don't want to piss P45, you don't want to piss <laughs> FedEx package he's just in a picture of what the urinals look like backstage <laughs> oh you don't want to piss <laughs> keep in mind until I go back to the there hotel are four shits in that urinal <laughs> Four. <laughs> How one can you for, identify them? One for each horseman. <laughs> They've actually made the four horsemen logo out of shit. <laughs> I guess I know which one's there, urinal. <laughs> I don't want to piss now. Um, Jimmy Hart tells Chris Benoit and Mongo to get ready because they're coming from Halloween Havoc. Do it in at least Jimmy's pitch. Gone. Oh, get ready. There you go. Mongo, Benoit. Get ready! <laughs> Sounds Everybody like exacerbated a, Mickey Mouse. Anybody got a towel? Wanna <laughs> get high? Wanna get high? Don't forget to bring a towel. What, Marco? Are you shit wrestler? Ooh, dead, anyway, <laughs> dead man walking. Listen to Kid Rock. Fucking. 12-year-old boy. Uh, Tell bit, you what, he doesn't. He doesn't drink Bud Light. He, I, he, I bet that. he doesn't drink Bud Light. I bet he drinks... Uh, he, he, drinks whiskey, he drinks Jack Daniels on stage. He has a bottle of JD and just goes, oh, I remember that thing that happened backstage with my mates at the Bone Street crew. Deep swig. <laughs> boy, just one time, Conan forgot his trousers. That's, that's the live show. <laughs> Am I right? Um, <laughs> Bischoff tells us the NWO have a big surprise coming up. Bischoff also apologises... To Savage once again. I'm so horrible. sorry, I'm Randy. so sorry for that I'm video. I'm so, so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Randy. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. As he rubs his nipples. <laughs> Vigorously starts masturbating. <laughs> once again, Bischoff with that excellent clangor. I'm so sorry for that video I played to you last week, Savage. Here it is again. Ho, ho, you don't want to piss. <laughs> <laughs> Right, up next, they here comes Mr. JL. It's, it's JL. time for JL versus Sting. And they play Sting's old music. Be -de -be -de -be -de -de. The crowd be -de -de -de. pop because be when you're sat at the back, be -de -de -de. it does look like Sting. Be -de -de -de. And they've really fucked us over the last three, four weeks, five weeks, six months. So they're not <laughs> going to fuck us over again. We're definitely getting a big name tonight. It's not even the main event. Usually the main event's where it all goes sideways. Be -de -de. Be -de -de. It's be -de -de. fake Sting. <laughs> which people realize once he gets into the ring. But even then, I still don't think everyone truly realizes. Because they don't announce him as, like, fake Sting. They just, yeah. Sting controls JL with a front slam and a stinger splash and then gets the Scorpion. So that's basically JL's here just to take a shoe in from the fake Sting. But then suddenly, without any music or pomp or fanfare, here comes Sting! The actual uh, Sting. Uh, a pop does happen. 
It popped us out because yeah. we go. So but a small wave starts from like the entranceway. But oh, look at this new look version of Sting, Sam it's, Driver. It's, it's not quite there, oh. but it's a step in the right bloody direction. He's all white face paint with the two lines like the crow. And he makes his way to the ring, takes care of business. Black trench gets coat. Rid, black trench coat, black boots, black t-shirt, which is a normal t-shirt turned, in, turned inside out. And I want to know what the normal shirt is. If anybody knows, let me know. Uh, you see that on the way out. It's definitely turned inside out. There's oh. a white print underneath. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's not an NWO shirt. I know that much. Uh, <clears throat> and black tights with neon rainbow colored logo down the side. <laughs> but don't worry, the duster jacket kind of covers them. Oh, I, I love this sort of embryonic version <laughs> Proto of Crow, Sting. Proto Crow Sting. Yeah. Uh, he batters the fake Sting, puts him in the Scorpion Deathlock, and then the NWO enter the ring. Now, obviously, Eric Bischoff's a bit like, oh, is he? He looks like he's in the NWO. He's wearing all black. And the NWO have been stood at ringside and they've not intervened once. They're just kind of letting him attack the NWO Sting. What does that mean? Oh, come on, Sting. Don't be like that. I put your face on a Slim Jim <laughs> and a car. And, and you're in the magazine advert. And little Stingers. Think of the little Stingers, Sting. This is where, they, without thinking of the little stingers, the NWO make their pitch to Sting to join them. Ted makes Sting an offer to step inside and be a part of the NWO. Kevin Nash quotes Jim Morrison telling Sting to break on through to the other side. Hall tells Sting he has nothing to show for carrying the company of WCW, and he wants they want to show respect to him, the respect that he, Sting, mm. deserves. Sting ponders this. And tells the NWO, that there, pointing at the fake Sting, is your cheap imitation. The real Sting might not be in your price range. The only thing for sure about Sting, nothing's for sure. You couldn't afford me, bitch. God. Walks out. <laughs> you know I'm sexy. Don't call, just text me. Uh, and off he goes. Whoa! This is what Bischoff deserves. Sting should join the NWO here. Change history, just join the NWO <laughs> and proceed to just beat up Eric every week be fine just stamp on him <laughs> just stamp on his neck put eric in the rafters and have a camera focused on eric all week <laughs> and if he tries just to picture move picture just picture picture for the entire show he's got to start there going <laughs> screaming and sting just every time just slowly turns the mic down <laughs> and you see this the long shot of him going <laughs> and if sting tries to leave Oh, no, there's no trying to leave. He's like <laughs> zip wired to that chair, oh, okay. like zip tied uh, and the chair zip tied to like the rafters. Uh, and it, it, it's yeah, there's there's an armed guard and everything. <laughs> of course, there's an armed fucking guard. You might have a pen knife on him. I really liked Proto Crosting. Yes, this was a cool bit. It's a bit the, the makeup's a bit big on the face with for, like because it does just look like he's dressed like a mime initially. <laughs> yes. But it, it is just it's sort of. What's he going to do? Where's he going to go? Like, is he going to join the NWO? Is this going to be a factor? Like, do we have to worry about this? Are we just going to have Savage as a last line of defense? Like, how does this possibly end if Sting goes bad? Mm, well, we're going to find out as time goes on. But meanwhile, Bischoff, as Sting is leaving, is having kittens going into the break because Randy Savage is here. He's he here is. for the main event. Oh, he must have been watching in a hotel and heard Eric say, Randy, come on down. I'm going to ruin your life some more. <laughs> Get down here, you coward. Get down here, Randy. It's Chris Benoit in the main event versus Macho Man Randy Savage, apparently. Six minutes left on this episode of Nitro, and Savage is here, all in black. black all hats. black. Looks great. With round glasses as well, I like mm. it. 
Bischoff approaches Randy as he's walking down to the ring and he apologizes for last week. I'm sorry, Randy. I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry, Randy. But when you cried, yeah, I've watched that all week. It's just, I'm so sorry. So erect. I mean, sorry. <laughs> um, he says, however, right. I, I watched this following bit a few mm. times to try and get my head around what's going on. So we'll, we'll talk through it. Mm-hmm. Eric says, I have something to show you, Randy, that shows the true nature of Hulk Hogan. Yes. Ahead of Halloween Havoc and how he's trying to get to you. So watch this now. Mm-hmm. We then get black and white footage from the set of Three Ninjas, which is the film that Hulk Hogan is in. Yes, with Hogan dressed as a sort of somewhere between a He-Man and a putty from Power Rangers. Basically, yes. It's got a big, like... S&M strap with a button in the middle of it. And his hair is, he's got like a hair piece that's... His hair has given me um, Axe from Demolition before he got fired or before he quit. Nice. When he just sort of grew it out and had like a normal conventional eye work in an office haircut, even though he was part of Demolition with all that face paint. (laughs) (laughs) It's very much like that. So he's here in his Three Ninjas uh, acting attire Mm. and he talks to the director of the film and tells the director to fuck off because the NWO is now running We're taking over this show, buddy. Three Ninjas, Miracle Mountain is, is a Hulk Hogan feature. And that this, what, that's how it's going to be. Because they don't want... Body. They want to make sure that there's no deficit financially and they want to make sure that the business is run properly. Good fucking luck with the box <laughs> office on this one there, <laughs> so lads. The NWO, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do struggle. More on that next week. Um, he brings it... So Giant is here mm. to, to film. He's, I guess, operating the camera and directing the He's, the he's there to be muscle. Scene? But essentially, uh, Giant is going to be the director. Hogan's going to be producer. Hope- so Hogan's going to worry about the finances... Giant's going to worry about the creativity. And he and Hogan brings in the actor for the show, mm. Miss Elizabeth. Yes. Who is very cross. Uh, Hogan is trying to get Liz to say down the camera that she loves Randy and she misses him. Mm. Hogan keeps telling Liz to bring Randy his head on a platter. Liz refuses and says, "This is you know, you can't, you know, I'm not going to let you screw my life up again. Yes. Eventually, she goes back to her trailer. Giant she goes takes, to Hogan's trailer. She goes back to Hogan's yeah. trailer. Uh, Hogan then follows her into the trailer yes. where she's very upset. Yes. And Hogan says, what Hogan wants, Hogan gets. So you're yes. going to go out there and you're going to do this scene. Um, and then, so Hogan, so it's a really weird bit. Does this mean that last week when Liz was crying about wanting to get Savage back, that was... Hogan setting it up? She has been coerced into it. She's been coerced into trying to get Savage back. Giant's the director, right? Which means Hogan's saying, I want this, Liz. And Mm. the Giant, if you don't do this, the Giant's going to get that out of you. Right. So it's all a lie then. And Liz doesn't want to get back with Randy. Not anymore. Not Uh, anymore. I think think the crack with the story here is that Hogan has found a direct route to Savage is to go straight after Liz because Savage will care about Liz regardless of, you know, whatever's going on between them. Mm -hmm. So I think the way that he's looked at this is essentially if I get Liz on my side, regardless of whether she wants to be or not, if I use Liz, I can get to Macho Man, which means I can have him rashly challenge me and I can beat him, get rid of him once and for all. Uh, But to do that, I need Liz to do this. And if Liz doesn't want to do this, then I'm going to make Liz do this. And so Liz is now in the middle going, I don't want to do this. I'm sort of caught up in all this bullshit. And now I kind of want to be out of it. So I think it's sort of ringing more true with what she was saying last week. But she's been forced to kind of say it and she's been forced to go along with their plan, I think. 
It's a complex. It's overly complicated. Yeah. Uh, Savage goes to leave after seeing all of this. He's as confused as we are. He then comes back. Oh, you wanted a main event? <laughs> Don't worry, he's come back. <laughs> he then says to Bischoff, it just occurred to me how fragile friendships and relationships can be. You and I, Bischoff, know how fragile business can be. Even marriage is fragile. But Hulk Hogan, life is fragile. To which he storms off, apparently, to kill Hulk Hogan. Not anymore. <laughs> That's how it ends, with Bischoff and co. being very worried that Randy Savage is literally just going to go and stab Hulk Hogan. Well, maybe he will. He might well find out on Sunday. As long as it happens, no outside, of, as long as it happens outside of the arena, it sort of <laughs> takes care of the NWO problem for WCW, and, and Savage kind of gets the top spot. It's easily done. If he doesn't get caught and go down for it. Uh, Fuck you, live crowd. Once again, you are not getting a Savage main event. No chance Sundance. No, no, you you don't get a main event at all. No. Screw you. Benoit stood there. Now, I would assume a match happens when it goes off air, but... Well, two weeks ago, there wasn't a dark... Uh, so, no, that's like, true. The match just... No, sorry, last week, I don't think there was a dark match. So it was like, show ended with Savage just fucking off. So that's all. Chances See you later, folks. are they did the same here. <laughs> oh, this is just a weird, a weird end to a, a strange nitro. We're getting... I mean, there's pieces in place and a very confusing jigsaw. Yes. We're building WCW versus NWO. Mm-hmm. The idea being that WCW was caught on the back foot with the NWO invasion. Yeah. So they're sort of scrambling to, to to put up a team against them, which is why we see Jeff Jarrett rush uh, hastily added to the four horsemen. Yeah. Uh, it's why we you know we we're begging for Savage and Sting to come back because they don't WCW is very rudderless at the moment. It's even more rudderless when the promoter is just pissing off all the talent. And the promoter's <laughs> pissing off all the talent as well. Uh, what did you make of Nitro this week? It was an int- it was an intriguing episode. I think uh, again, it's weird. Like it feels like it comes in waves right now with the weekly TV. That it'll either be a good episode where a lot of interesting in ring stuff happens, a good episode where maybe a lot more storyline stuff happens, but the matches are kind of crap. Uh, and I think it was sort of somewhere in between this week. Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Not the best, but hey, Halloween Havoc is on the way. It's going to break all Slim kinds Jim of Slim Jim Halloween company. Havoc. Sorry, Slim Jim Halloween Havoc. It's going to break all sorts of company records by all accounts. Mm. Uh, and we will watch it together, give you some retro reactions next time we're together. Yeah. Get this, right? So this is going out on the Thursday before the Royal Rumble. Nice. Which means this weekend you can join Sam Driver and myself Fraser Porter mm-hmm. and Matthew Gregg mm-hmm. at Box Park in Wembley. Yeah. For the Royal Rumble watch party with Hooked on Wrestling. I'm not going to be able to drink throughout any of it. Are you not drinking? Well, I, uh, I probably have like one or two, but I've got stuff to film. Ah. Uh, loads of stuff to do. So You can film better when you've had a beverage. I definitely can't. <laughs> We have a very special, we're doing a quiz on stage. We are joined by our very special guest, WWE legend, Fred Ottman, a.k.a. Tugger. The Shockmaster, Big Tugger, Tugboat, uh, Typhoon from the from the Natural Disasters. He's joining us on stage for a special Q&A, uh, and we're going to have some fun on stage. We've got a big quiz planned, and we're all going to watch the Rumble together at Box yeah. Park in Wembley. Be- I'm really buzzing. It's going to be a lovely weekend. I don't even get any sleep. No, that's fine. Sleep when I'm dead. It's my last weekend for my 40th. I'm going out swinging. <laughs> going out! I'm going swinging. out swinging in London, everybody, after the Royal Rumble. Yes, we're all swinging afterwards. Oh, get your, get your batons out. Uh, we'll have more wrestling news. <laughs>
<laughs> of course, throughout the day at cultaholic.com. If you're listening on the podcast feed and you're wondering where have the news podcasts gone, Tom, you fucking dick. Lazy um, bastard. Lazy bastard. The Cultaholic Wrestling News has its own podcast feed now where you're getting 10-minute daily wrestling news every single morning when you start your day. Uh, I believe by now we should also have an Alexa and Flash briefing where you can say, Alexa, play Cultaholic Wrestling News, and it's there for you. It's good, that, isn't it? Alexa, order industrial-sized Vat of lubricant to my shopping list. <laughs> Do another one just so re- people can really have their day ruined. Uh, Alexa, add 12-inch double-ender to my shopping list. <laughs> More double-enders. Alexa, 12 acres of land, electrified fence, shopping <laughs> list, please. <laughs> Alexa, when is the end of the world? Uh, he is at the Sound Driver. I'm at the Tom. I'm at Tom Campbell. Together, we're at Cultaholic on Twitter. If you're watching on Patreon, that is a lovely hat made by Sam Driver's uh, podcast notes. Oh, it's a lovely hat as well. <laughs> Together, we're at Cultaholic. Don't forget to join us. Cheers. Cheers, and see you. See you in Box Park. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs) 